0: here we are. It is the final episode of 2023, and I want to share with you that my year did not go according to plan. I'm going to pull back the curtain. You know, it's one of my favorite things to do. And I want to talk about what happened this year and why I'm actually really glad that my plans didn't work out. Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary podcast. All right, this is one of my favorite types of episodes to do. I will be so honest with you. I love the feedback from these vulnerable, transparent episodes. They're my top listened to episodes, so I know that you love them as well. But they aren't easy. They are not super easy for me to do because it's a lot of transparency and vulnerability, all of those things that we crave and we love in brands. But when you're the brand doing it, as I'm sure you have already tested and felt in your own branding and content creation experience, It's not super easy. So what I did, because I could go off on a crazy tangent and just talk about anything under the sun, I've got some notes here uh, that I'm gonna have to reference because I wrote down a few takeaways because this isn't just about me. While these are obviously my experiences and things that I went through and I know that there's so much power in sharing these with you, fellow entrepreneur who's setting out to build your business building your business in the thick of it showing up for your family i also want to make sure that it's really valuable and you're walking away with we'll call them lessons we'll call them takeaways whatever you want to call them i've got notes here to make sure that i bring it on home because storytelling is one of my favorite things to do and this is definitely an example of brand storytelling, where I'm letting you in to the last year of my life in business. So the reason I really wanted to share this with you is, A, I know you love this type of content, and B, I think it is so important to let people know that what we see online, this highlight reel, isn't the full story. And I really try to show you what's really happening in Insta stories, show you the real me. I'm not always done up, you know, and, and inviting you into my world via email where I share a lot of stories and my self-discovery as well. But I had a couple clients recently say, I feel behind. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I didn't do what I needed to do this year. So-and-so did this, so-and-so is achieving this. And I have the same reminder to them every single time where I just remind them that what we see on the internet is not always the full story. And it's my hope that when I get to share these behind the scenes look at what's happening, what worked, what didn't work, and I'm honest and transparent and vulnerable with you, that it makes you feel good. That it, it reminds you that we're all human, We're all doing this thing. We're all trying to create this inspiring and fulfilling and aligned life. And sometimes what we think we want doesn't play out or we quickly realize that that maybe wasn't what we needed this last year. Okay, so in years past, I have definitely been aiming to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow. Every single year looked at Doubling revenue, trying to triple revenue, you know, launching a bunch of new stuff, all of those different things. And there was still some aspect of that heading into this last year. I definitely was still looking to grow at the beginning of the year and wanting to increase revenue in that way. But on the flip side of that, and something I've been talking about a lot more and more around personal goals, is I set out this year to really focus on my health. This was both a physical health as well as an a mental, a mental and emotional health journey for me. So I set out this year with a few key personal things in mind that I think are really important to share with you in case you're thinking about prioritizing these in the next year. And I want to share how that really impacted how I showed up in my business. So number one was my physical health. Um, I've shared before, but um, I... Have The last year, I really struggled, 2022, with my hormone health, my hypothyroidism. All of these things kept flaring up, really making me exhausted and tired. I didn't feel good in my body. I just had no energy, which of course we know kind of plays a role in your business, right? So I wanted to set out with really improving my physical health. And my goal was really consistency in that area. I'm really proud to say that I did it. And we're at the end of the year and like seriously, my one of my most proud moments of the last year. I also was working on my emotional and mental health. And so that looked like going to therapy and starting to go to therapy regularly to regulate my nervous system, to learn about trauma and to process trauma and really understand how these patterns and things that I had were showing up in my relationships and in my life. Which also led me, which I think both kind of combined together, and really evaluating like my relationship with food and my relationship with alcohol and how that played a role. So when I tell you that there were so many changes that have been my story for so long as a human being shifting this year, I think going into the year, I was like, well, we'll work on these things and then we'll be showing up in our business and we'll do all, all the things, all the things we always do, right? We'll grow, we'll make it happen. But around Q2, I started to realize that the areas that I was really prioritizing my growth on this personal, mental, and emotional level, they were pulling a lot of my attention from my business and a lot of mental attention. You know, as you are going through therapy, as you are working through these things, it's heavy, it's emotional. As you are cutting out things, um, you know, redefining your relationship to food, healing, childhood trauma, all these different things, you know, it obviously impacts how you're showing up in your business. I've always known this. I've always preached this. I've always talked about this, but this year I really was in the thick of it in all these different areas. So around Q2, I looked at my goals and I was like, I don't think this is a growth year in terms of business. I think that this is a huge growth year for me personally, as Michelle, but it looks like more of a sustaining year as a business owner. That was a huge shift, and it was the first time that I actually changed my intention. And I started to look and look to others who had been talking about this more and more, about the sustaining year, and it's something I've been talking about as well this year since I had this realization. That as entrepreneurs, we're always like, where do we grow? Where do we go next? What, what's the next number that we tick off? What's the next launch number that we have? We had 12 people in this launch. Let's make it 25 in the next one. And there are times for that. But I quickly realized that this was not the time for that. And so I had to really reprogram what I thought success looked like for me and for my business. So some of you might remember that I decided to take the whole summer off. This is something I've done in like small increments, but I really stepped away this summer working like two, sometimes three hours a day, four days a week max. And that was a really big shift. And it came from, it was not planned. That whole summer break, like taking it off the way that I did was not planned. The summer shop that I launched was not planned at the beginning of the year. So once I had this realization in Q2 that it was really focused on sustaining, that I felt like I didn't really have the energy to launch like I'd normally launch because I was giving to these other areas, I was able to pivot and shift my plans. And this is why I really stress the check-ins with yourself. Because you are able to then make these shifts and make these changes and feel really good about it and really aligned with it in a proactive way rather than feeling super reactive. So at first I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I wanted to prioritize all these things. I didn't think they were going to take away from how I showed up in my business. And I started to feel a little bit like, is this bad? Like, is this not good? Should we not be doing this? How is this going to ultimately hurt my business overall? But I was able to reframe that after a split panic moment and, and realign myself and say, this was what you really wanted. By taking the time this year to work on these areas of my life personally, I know, and sustaining the business, right? We still celebrated our 10 to 30K months. We still made over six figures this year, even without creating anything new, besides brand new plan and major launches or anything like extra. We still were able to do that. It was a sustaining year, as I mentioned. I was then able to go about it in a different way. Like my mindset completely changed. Rather than feeling like I wasn't hitting my goals, I realigned with my new goals. And that happened in the middle of the year. And again, I don't think that's something that a lot of people talk about. We talk about planning for the next year. We talk about, oh, we're gonna do this, this, and this this year. At the end of the year, there's this major highlight reel of all the things that we've done. But like what happens if you need to change in the middle of the year? And how do you do that in an aligned way? Honestly, everything that I experienced this year, and there's more to come, don't worry, but everything that I experienced this year really shaped brand new plan. And I was so motivated to create that planning course to really Teach you how to pivot in the middle of the year. Teach you how to check in with yourself. Teach you how to create these aligned goals. Because we go in with all these ambitions at the beginning of the year, but it's how do you sustain those? How do you sustain that motivation? And as I mentioned, because I was able to reframe what it meant to succeed as a business owner and remind myself that the intent, the identity, the shifts that I really wanted to make, the priority was on this personal level. I was able to stay so consistent with that. I like regrounded myself in the goal, but it was not easy. So if you've ever been through any journey like this, you know, obviously, as I've already mentioned, there's a lot of emotional weight. There were a lot of hormone changes. There's all these different things regulating medicine in the middle of the year around this time. I also felt like I was really tested in this area. And this is not something that I've shared previously. It's just coming out of me. I feel like I'm going to share it right now. Where I had to have biopsies done because of lumps that were discovered in my breast. And I had three of them. And it was really scary for us. We have a huge background of cancer in our family. And it was in the middle of me feeling really good about my health. And it was just another reminder to myself that. This is my top priority this year. This is what I really wanted to focus on. And I was able to modify and shift my business to do that, which feels like a huge freaking blessing. And it's something I shared about previously the last year when my husband went through a really, really horrible months of being sick and I was able to modify my business to prioritize where I was needed most. It's just this beautiful reminder that I'm just constantly blown away with how powerful it is to be a business owner and an entrepreneur and to be able to make those decisions and prioritize your family and not have to miss out on the things that matter most to you. And I can like actually feel myself getting kind of emotional talking about it. It is, It is why I really became an entrepreneur. It truly is. To prioritize my family, to prioritize, you know our well-being, our quality of life, and this give, it gives me that. It's just such a beautiful thing. Everything came back okay with the biopsy. I feel like I should have said that a couple of minutes ago. I feel like you would have known by now. But it was a really scary time, and it was just another reminder that, no, we are on the right path. we are doing that thing. I love when we get those signs right? I love when we get those signs that you've made the right decision. And it literally came about a month after I had made the decision to reframe my business and focus more on sustainability and change what my actual schedule looked like for the entire year. So as this was kind of happening, you know, I saw that it was also a really great opportunity to think about how I was showing up outside of my business. Now, One of the things that I have always preached, and I had a client on a call the other day say, I really love how you prioritize the things that are most important to you. My family, my values, and I have my business work around that. But I definitely can be a bit of a workaholic. I definitely can get super fixated on things and forget to fill my cup back up. And I've been working on that over the, the last well seven years of being an entrepreneur, but it's really only been the last three years that I've gotten really good at prioritizing that. So I started to get into that rhythm. You know, you've heard me talk about boundaries. You've heard me talking about taking time for yourself. I made a vlog two years ago about my morning routine, which was like super lax and chill because. I was full-time in my business, and all the other areas of life were kind of taken care of, which was beautiful, right? It's what we think of when we think about entrepreneurship, you know? You get to sit down at your desk, get to work all day, get to do your thing, then get to be with your family. But this year, we had some huge changes happen, and one of those big changes was I took over homeschooling my son, and this was a big shift for us. And right away, it really threw a massive curveball into the mix because I had gotten so accustomed to my schedule. And I had gotten so accustomed to like checking into work, be able to check out. I could take breaks when I wanna take cake breaks, but I was in complete control. But now there was this another aspect. And it was so interesting for like two months, I felt like. I Have you ever seen that gif of like a dog where its head's like barely above water and it's like paddling like excessively? That's what I felt like. I was like, okay, why can I not get a grip on this new schedule? There was this weird resistance that I felt around my old schedule and how I used to do things and what the new version of me was feeling called to do. And I was like fighting it, even though I knew how to do this, right? I knew how to adjust my schedule. I knew how to show up. I've done it before. I worked a full-time job. I grew my business. I had a baby. I'd show up for live streams, but it had been so long that I had to relearn how to do it. So do you know what I did? I went back to my old content. Old version of me taught new version of me how to work on her schedule. It was really kind of fun to do. Which leads me to what my biggest takeaway was this year. One of my biggest takeaways was that time management can be fun. Time management can be a game. It can be an experiment. We think about it as something so rigid that it's restricting us in some way. That if we have this structure, this routine, that there's no room for creativity. There's no room for expansion. And when my son and I were trying to figure out, okay, what does the homeschool schedule look like? What does the work schedule look like? What does family time look like? Where does my personal time look like? I started to say, let's just see. Let's just play with it. Let's try this for a week and see how we feel. And then let's play with this concept for a week and let's see how we feel. It was a really beautiful way to look at creating a schedule and creating a structure that I had never done before. And it paid off. We played with some different variations homeschool in the morning, homeschool in the afternoon, mom working, and then homeschool, and then working again, working here. You know what I mean? Like we played with a bunch of different things. And then we're able to say, no, this is the one that feels great. And now we're three months in, and I'm so glad that we. We played. I'm so glad that we tried it out. So if you're curious on what this new schedule looks like, I'm definitely gonna share it with you. So essentially the mornings, I need my slow mornings. I need to be able to slow down. And so to start slow, I guess I should say, I'm not like running in my sleep, but to start slow. And so to wake up and have breakfast, and again, I was working on my hormone health, so I feel like I eat like three breakfasts a day now. So. You know, have my breakfast. My workout is really important. Get ready. My son has his morning time, which is something I've been teaching him since he was younger to have his morning routine. And then before I even think about work, log into work, check Slack, any email, any of that, homeschool happens right away. And I even got into a routine on Sunday nights when I plan out the my work schedule. I now plan out our whole homeschool schedule as well. This has just worked so great. So I'm fully present. I'm able to not try and juggle a bunch of things, which again, I know this to be true, but when you're in the thick of it and the changes happen so quickly, you forget these fundamental pieces. We're able to have that time together, which is so beautiful. I'm not pulled in a million different directions. And then I'm able to shift gears and go into Work mode. And now every day that does look different. I got back to bulk creating my content on Mondays because that's our most flexible day. I then went back to bulking my calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it was like I went back to a lot of fundamentals from those first two years as a business owner that I hadn't needed to use for a really long time. And I'm really thankful. It helped in a few different ways. One, it really helped me to connect with my clients. It really helped me remember what it's like to do all the different things, to wear all the different hats in one single day. Honestly, I feel like I had gotten really removed from it because again, the way that our dynamic had set up was like I didn't have to worry about the things that half my clients were worrying about. I was a full-time entrepreneur and that's what I got to do. And I still am a full-time entrepreneur without the full-time hours, but it's now figuring out what does that look like? What is the ebb and flow of that? It wasn't as simple as it was. And it has been truly amazing how I've been able to help my clients now that I have this bit of a refresh. And that's the big takeaway that I'm, I'm choosing to take into the new year is that it is absolutely possible that when life throws you curveballs or things happen, whether they're you're doing or being done to you, that you have the power to find something that works for you and that works for your family. And if you treat it like a bit of a game out of the gate, it makes it a lot more fun than feeling super, super rigid. So a lot of the things that I did, again, back in 2016, 2017 as a business owner, I'm still doing today. And I've brought them back. And it's so fun. So think Time batching, having my specific days, um, being flexible with my schedule. So there'll be some days, I was talking to my clients about this the other day inside of my program Roadmap to Freedom. I love to run all my errands at the same time. So that usually happens on a Wednesday. I don't know what it is about Wednesdays. I don't do a lot of work on Wednesday. I'll do a couple hours in the evening and that's okay with me. So think about how you can make your schedule work for you. No one else. Please Stop. Looking at like how somebody structures their day, you know, and a template for that, it might not work for you. I told a client the other day, what I wanted her to do is think about all the things that she prioritizes in her life. What are the things that are most important to her in a day-to-day? And then look at her schedule and start to determine how can we play and experiment with doing this on this day and this on this day, or if this has to happen every single day, does it have to happen in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening? Play with that until you find a rhythm that works for you because there's really no one-size-fits-all approach. And if you're feeling a bit of resistance around it, like I was, really dive into the mindset work. Like, why am I feeling this way? What do I need to let go of? All of those different things can be so helpful. So playing with time management, it can be a fun game, my friend. And I hope that you are able to experiment with that as we head into the new year because it's something that's always coming up. Like Our schedule is always something that is top of mind. The other area that I think really served me in business but was not planned was how my hobbies shifted this year. So I mentioned before that I can be a bit of a worker bee. We'll call it that. Okay, that sounds better than workaholic. I can dive into work. I can work for a really long period of time. I genuinely love what I do. I genuinely love what I do and I can do it for a long time. But it's not, it doesn't always feel like it fills me up, right? Like there are these other areas that I have been craving tapping into. And I think it was through my emotional journey this year, through my mental journey this year that I started to really ask myself, who am I outside of being a mother, a wife, and an entrepreneur? Because if you would have asked me how I kind of like defined myself, I before that, I don't feel like I had a ton of hobbies. <laughs> it was like I was doing these things. This was the role. And I took care of myself and I worked out. But like were there things outside of my work that I was also really passionate about? Because that's what I think is kind of tricky when you build a business and you build a brand, like I said, I genuinely love what I do. I love talking about branding. I love working with my clients. I love educating. I love creating content. I love recording podcasts like this. But these things are also all monetized and they are my job. They are still work, right? Even though I love them. So what were those areas outside of all of that that I wasn't focused on revenue and I wasn't focused on reach? And if you follow me online, you know that I definitely just fell in love with gardening and something I've always loved. Like even when we lived in the RV, we had little pots and I like grew herbs and stuff like that while we traveled across the country. But with the purchase of our home this year, I was able to really take that to the next level. And I think that opened up this new opportunity for me. That is definitely going to be influencing how I show up in my business in the new year. And as I started to reconnect more with nature and feeling more grounded and learning more fundamental skills like growing my own food and preserving my own food, and I started making sourdough and I got back into crafting, which is something that I used to do. I used to sew my own clothes and like, all of these different things, I started to really pay attention to influencer culture and consumerism as a whole. And I started to look at what I was doing online and who I was following and what kind of messaging that they were playing into on having the next best thing and the luxury items and this is what entrepreneurship meant. And I think there's always been this underlying current with Brand Mary that has really been sustainability, something I've talked about many times, family values, storytelling, minimalist. These are all things that have always been there. But I think in years past, I have also kind of fallen into the trap of like trying to influence others through consumerism through having the next best thing, through you absolutely need this. And I started to redefine what that looked like for me. I even this summer took a huge break from consuming information on the internet and fell back in love with the library and just read. I read so much this year because I wasn't clouded by all of this noise. I got to dive into things that were really important to me and so it was so interesting that what what started as a way for me to you know, dive into a hobby and what started as a way for me to have these passions outside of my work and my family, who I love and what I love, my business, opened up a really big gateway to also how I show up as a business owner. And this... It's going to be something that you definitely see as I head into the new year and the changes that are coming at Brand Mary about how I redefine influence because we all are influencers. If you're showing up online, the idea is that you are influencing someone else with your content and I want that to be a very positive thing. I want the impact that I'm making to feel good on, for everyone. And I want to make sure that the way that I'm influencing and the things that I'm sharing and what I'm talking about are really aligned with who I am and how I define success. And I know that I'm on the right track because just within the last 30 days, the questions from my clients who are starting to pick up on this, who are starting to see this within their own sphere of influence, it's, it's showing me that this is something that we all need to be considering. And how is this influencer culture contributing to feeling behind or feeling like we're keeping up with the Joneses? And how do we pull in more of this authenticity and this realness and this rawness back into running a business, which is something that I fell in love with when I started back in 2016. And it's something that I'm excited to bring back in full force. So this year didn't go how I had it all mapped out. There were programs I didn't launch that I was going to launch. There were things that I was going to build or update. There were scheduled launches that got moved. There was content that didn't happen. There wasn't the growth in terms of revenue that I originally had decided out of the gate and I'm so thankful that those things didn't play out. But what I'm more most thankful for is that I was able to pivot. I was able to adjust. I was able to make aligned decisions. I was able to prioritize the things that I prioritized and I was able to do it in a feel-good way celebrating a lot this year and I really hope that you are too. And I hope that even if you didn't check every single thing off of your to-do list or you didn't accomplish every single goal that you had set out to accomplish, that you are able to feel really grateful for what did happen and what you did do. And you're able to maybe look at some of those things that were unexpected and say, wow, what opportunity did this give me? Because if I hadn't of felt like I needed to create a hobby, get a hobby, get a life, you know what I mean? Outside of like the main things that I was doing, I would not have then gone on this journey to redefining what it means to be an influencer, which is going to impact my business. I wouldn't have then, if I wouldn't have gone on this health journey, I wouldn't have started playing tennis again, which isn't something that I had originally thought i was going to start doing every single weekend that i hadn't played since high school like there's so many things that i didn't plan for that happened that were a freaking gift so as you begin to plan the new year which is still something i'm doing which is still something that i want you to do i don't want you to go into the year and not have a single plan but i want you to really adapt a new way of planning a brand new plan if you will and figure out a way to Feel really great for the whole year. Feel really aligned the whole year and not feel behind because you're not behind, you're right on track. You're right on track, exactly where you need to be. And I hope you remember that. If you want to dive a little bit more into my planning process, which again has been built over years and years and years of entrepreneurship and planning a bunch of different ways and what I've learned this year was a huge impact, you can go to brandmary.com slash new plan, and check out the details for that. It's going to be available uh, for you to get your hands on through mid-January, I believe. This is going to be the last episode for the Brand Mary podcast. I'm not going anywhere, but we are introducing a new name, and I am so excited to share it with you. As of 2024, the Brand Mary podcast will now be the Authentic Brand Builders podcast. Authentic Brand Builders was the name of my very first Facebook group. Back in 2016, it has been a domain that I have held for a really long time, and as I realign to this authenticity and feel called to really support entrepreneurs in not only discovering what makes them authentic, but then sharing that with their audience in a really, really authentic and feel-good way, I'm so excited to be able to radiate that through every aspect of my brand so in January, we will be back with new episodes on the Authentic Brand Builders podcast. We've got merch coming out. We've got a new website redesign happening. I hope you'll follow along on the journey over the next month. I'll definitely be on Instagram sharing behind the scenes of the new website and the launch and all of those different things. So I hope that you'll still connect with me there. Obviously, we've got a ton of YouTube videos, past podcast episodes and blogs in case you need anything brand or marketing related, I'm sure you can find it over at brandmary.com. I hope you have a beautiful end of your year. I hope that you are able to really feel grateful for the things that you have done. I hope you are able to reframe things that maybe didn't feel good, but you're now seeing that they were a blessing in disguise. And I really hope for you that you are able to feel You are able to radiate authenticity and alignment as we head into the new year. I will see you in the new year. Thank you for an amazing year. Thank you for being here. If you've purchased something from me this year, I'm so incredibly thankful for you. If you've commented on something that I've shared, if you've sent me an email, if you've listened to the podcast, if you've done it, if you've shared it with a friend, I'm so thankful for you. And I'm so excited to continue supporting you in a much bigger and impactful way in 2024. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Brand Mary podcast and congrats on taking this time for your future self. If you want to continue to gather information and inspiration, plus check out the links from today's episode, be sure to visit brandmarypodcast.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y podcast.com tons of free resources and links from today's episode are available for you there and in addition i have free resources blogs and free gifts over at brandmary.com you can connect with all of my amazing tools to help you build the life of your dreams i'll be back next week with another episode and i'll talk to you then we love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave your review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review which allows us to get the podcast out to more people you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on instagram and as always if this episode spoke to you please consider sharing it with just one person it means a lot all right thanks so much and i'll see you in next week's episode